Hello and welcome to today's episode of Platinum Talks Wealth. Emmy-nominated journalist Jennifer Rogers Markwell changed gears in her television career when she realized the need to help women make sense of investing. She regularly hosts educational workshops to empower women and others to take charge of their financial future. Now, join your host, Platinum Wealth Management President Jennifer Rogers Markwell as she leads us into the world of money memories, money infidelities, and how these can mold our relationships relationship with our personal finances as adults. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, you're joining us in the Platinum Talks Wealth podcast, and I'm Jennifer Rogers Markwell. Today, we're joined by Gail Keyes-Allen. Gail, thanks for spending some time. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So tell me all about who you are and why you do what you do. It's a big question. (laughs) Well, first of all, I love to tell people I describe myself as an old Black lady. And the reason I describe myself that way is because I'm 67 years young and nobody ever believes it. And then the work that I'm doing, most of the people in my field of coaching are not my age. So I like leading with it and showing women that it is possible to do whatever you want at whatever age. So I am a business coach uh, for women. And so that's who I am and what I do. And how did you get to this place? Because I know your journey isn't just where you are now. Obviously, the lots happened behind the scenes. There's, there's so much, but I'll take you to like the more recent kind of life-changing thing and that is that in in 2019 i lost my hearing from an allergic reaction to cbd which i I lost hearing in one ear and went through this whole emergency was hospitalized was out of work for four months Um, on my job they were trying to get me to retire on disability because i had really bad vertigo couldn't walk but it was just terrible. But I was determined to go back to work. And I went back. That happened in January. In fact, the 19th, it'll be um, my anniversary. Um, And so I did go back to work in April or May of 2019. And then in December, I was told that I was not getting any more raises on my job. I worked as an accountant in a law firm in DC. I was there for 16 years. They loved me. They, I mean, my work was great, always got great reviews. And basically the managing partner told me, we decided you're highly compensated enough and we're not willing to pay you any more money. And that's exactly verbatim what he said. Wow. And when he said that to me, and he's like an 80 some year old guy. And when he said that to me, I said, oh, okay. Well, I can't see me continuing to work somewhere where have no opportunities to make more money, but you do what you have to do. Like I wasn't even upset. I was just like thinking to myself, it's their business. They can do whatever they want. I turn around and walk back to my office and sit down. And literally I heard this voice say, they do not get to dictate how much money you make. And I'm like, okay, literally, you know, it was my inner voice. And, um, So that was the end of December. In January, I took this course 
to help you figure out what you're meant to do in the world. Because I was like, I'm figuring this out. I'm I'm not staying here. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure this out. Took the course, got in there and decided that I was going to become a coach. And I had already been certified as a health coach, but health coaching just wasn't my thing. I did it more for me and my health challenges and um, got certified. And from there, my whole life has changed. So I went through certification during the pandemic. Um, at the time, my daughter had a baby and she they both lived with me. So here I am working from home during the pandemic. I have this infant baby at home and my grand, my daughter works was working at night. So he was here with me, I'm working, I'm getting certified, I'm doing all the things. And I finished my certification in September and I just was like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. So I found, I found a coach who actually was a CPA and who had worked in public accounting as a manager, but she had left her job to become a coach full time. I hired her to walk me through the journey and um, ended up quitting my job that May of 2021. So when I hired her, it took me four months. I thought, I, I never even thought I could do it. Like I, I, I wanted to do it, but I didn't think I could do it. And in four months, I left my job. Wow. It's amazing. Like when you and I chatted before, it's amazing how life can make you so uncomfortable in a situation that you're like, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. I'm good. But then you get a little shake up, right? You get uncomfortable and it forces you to kind of open your eyes and look big picture at everything. Oh, totally. Totally. That, you know, I think losing my hearing was a wake up call. Since then, I've gotten some of my hearing back. I went through so many different like prednisone injections in my ear and I had to get into the um, hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Like literally I was driving from Maryland to Georgetown Hospital in DC every day. My, well, my daughter was taking me. People were paying for Uber for me. I mean, it was just wild. And th so that was really the beginning of the shakeup and the wake up. Um, because when they were trying to tell me, oh, don't come back to work, you know, collect disability. I'm like, I'm not disabled. There, I have a lot more life in me. Um, so between that and not getting the raise, both in 2019, that shifted everything for me. And now you're helping others make that same transition into the entrepreneurial ship of the world, right? Which is a scary, it's a scary move by all means, especially if you're used to getting a paycheck every two weeks and being, you know, a normal existence employee per se. Totally. It's not for the weak of heart, but I find that there's so many women that hope, wish, and dream that they could leave their job and they don't realize that they can, like nobody's ever given them permission. So here I show up and I like, none of their excuses kind of like hold with me because I'm, I'm like everything people tell you, you can't do, you know, at this age, you can't do it and all the things, but you can do it. You can do it. And I, I was thinking about it today and I was like, we just were not socialized to be business owners as women. That's the only thing. If we were socialized to be, to run businesses and not have a job, 
then that's what we would be doing. It's only social programming. Yeah, no, and so true. I mean, you look at other folks whose family trees have been like entrepreneurs and own businesses and my dad owned blah, blah, and did this. Well, you, you've got a little seed planted there, right? right? I, I never had that either, right? My grandparents, you know, worked at a job. They were there for, you know, 40 plus years, retired out of it. And that's what you did. And, and my grandparents, they raised me. So the mentality was, oh, you've got a good job. You stay there. And I was like the wild child. Cause I'm like, no, I'm going to do this and move over here and do this. Mm-hmm. And then in, in my own journey, it was coming from working in the world of finance after transitioning from television into that, because my grandma needed help after my grandpa passed of trying to make sense of investing, but then working for really big firms and seeing kind of what they're doing, but also seeing that I feel like the relationship was getting lost sight of. Right. Yeah. So in my brain, little things started ticking of like, I could be doing this different and and clients want that, that I know have wanted a relationship and they care and, and you care about them and you care about their kids and their grandkids and all the things. And it's almost like you you find a void and you're like, okay, could I do that? But the scariest thing ever, scariest thing ever to jump. I mean, for me, it's been, it's been five years now since I've owned my company, Platinum Wealth Management. And it was terrifying because I'm like, how am I going to pay for health insurance? How am I going to pay for my bills? You know, when you work for a company, this is such a trivial, small thing, but pens and pencils that company pays for. I'm like, I've got to buy pens and I've got to buy like highlighters. And like, those are little things that you're like, oh my gosh, everything's on me. But there's, there's something magical behind that though, when everything is on you, right? It's just, I don't know. It's an interesting switch. And if you've done it, you get it. And if you haven't, you don't, but that's where you come in. Totally. The, to me, the magical part is that I have the opportunity to create something that I would not have been able to create working for someone else. And I have been able to touch people's lives in a way that w- it would have never happened with me sitting at that desk in that office by myself, crunching numbers. It would have never, it never would have happened. So for me, yes, it's, it, it was scary. It's, it's still scary some days. You know, when you see sometimes revenue isn't coming in the way it may have before or things slow down or whatever the case may be. Um, but it's it's so worth it. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, because to me too, there is no ceiling. Like I can create whatever I want. I can control my schedule. If I want to travel too, I can travel and take time off. Like now I've changed my calendar so that I take one week a month off, the third week of the month off for any client-facing work. Because I create a lot, I write a lot, I'm on, I do a lot of social media stuff and I need that downtime. So on a job, you can't say, oh, I need downtime. I'm not going to uh, come to the office this week. Or I didn't have that opportunity anyway. Maybe some people do, but I didn't have that option. So it's interesting. Um, the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about too is I grew up very poor. And I, I'm i older, so my mother was born in 1923, I think. That's She didn't have a lot of options. So she, my mom used to clean rich people's houses and be, they didn't even call it a nanny then, but basically she was a nanny and she cleaned rich people's houses. So I thought about it the other day and I'm like, she's the original entrepreneur that I know. 
because she had to find work. Nobody was like, she wasn't going sitting at a desk collecting a, a paycheck like that. They'd pay her cash at the end of the week. And you didn't know from one moment to the next, you know, if you would have a job or not. And I saw that. I saw her working two jobs. Like she used to serve at people's parties. So in fact, I'm from New Jersey originally, and I met this woman the other day and she's just a coincidence. She's from an area similar, like really close to where I grew up in New Jersey. And she started telling me about how her grandmother used to clean people's houses. And we, so we were kind of joking, like, I, it's amazing because we got hand-me-downs from rich people. They would bring my mom and her, she was saying her grandmother, they'd bring home food from dinner parties from rich people. So we were exposed to all of these things that you wouldn't even really understand that you were poor. Like she even said to me, she's like, yeah, what's that stuff? Like we had lamb chops with mint jelly and all these like fancy things, but we were poor. So it's kind of interesting. Um, the dichotomy of what I experienced growing up because I didn't really realize I was poor until later. Um, and sometimes we, there were times actually when we didn't have heat, we didn't have electricity. Um, at one point we were homeless for a while and lived in a motel. So I have like a really interesting background. Well, I mean, that goes right into money memories. Yeah. What is a money memory or several, if you're open to sharing, um, that you had as a younger person that you think really kind of helped evolve your relationship with money as an adult? Um, one big one, and they, they kind of, well, there's two, but they kind of coincide. My mother was very smart. Like my dad, he was a hard worker, but my parents divorced when I was 11. So my mother was very smart. And when we would go to the grocery store, we didn't have, they didn't have like little calculators. We didn't have cell phones. She would literally walk through the store and add in her head how much was in the cart, the total of what was in the cart. And she was always on point when we got to the cash register. She was so smart. Like she would just put her finger in the air and just like counting to herself. And then she would send me to, I'm the oldest of four. She would send me to the store sometimes because I lived in a small town. And here I am 11, 10, really 10, 11 years old with my little grocery list and my money in my pocket, having to go to pick up the groceries and make sure I don't overspend. So that really, really stands out in my mind of you know being this young girl who was responsible, well, actually I was responsible for the grocery shopping and the cooking because she was working all the time. So I took care of my siblings a lot. Um, and, I, and the other one that I don't know why, but it stands out very strongly in my mind is being in church, little, like maybe six or so, with little patent leather shoes on and my little dress and my purse. And when I was a kid, they would give you change to put in the plate in the at church, and um, it would be wrapped up in a handkerchief, so you wouldn't lose it. And you'd have your little handkerchief in your purse with your money to put in the, the collection plate. I always like I can literally envision myself, my feet like I might have been younger because my feet weren't touching the floor when I sat in the pews. I just have this very vivid memory of that. 
I am proud of myself that I came from really nothing to where I am now. You know, I've owned multiple homes and traveled all over the world and done so many things. And I mean, my mom lived long enough to see some of it when I was married, but she'd be shocked to, to see what I've accomplished as a single woman because she was worried about me being able to take care of myself as a single woman when I got divorced. And um, in 20, okay, in 2022, which was my first full year in business, um, I made $50,000 in 10 days. Well, the first year I went to college and I helped my mom fill out the financial aid form, she made $5,000 in one year, taking care of four kids. When that happened to me, I cried. I was like, my mother would not believe this. This is crazy. Like crazy in a good way, but here she made $5,000 in a year. And I know times are different, but they're not that different, right? 5,000 was struggling. Um, and here I made 50K in 10 days. Like it, it just blew my mind. And so um, I have pleasant memories. And it, it, and it took a lot of work to get there, don't get me wrong. When I was probably in my 20s and 30s, I was had a lot of shame around the poverty and um, you know lack of money back then. But I've come so far and I've done so much work that um, I have a lot of pride now. Hey, it's Jennifer. I wanted to take a quick break to remind you that you are worthy to have a seat at the table when it comes to money and your finances. We, both me and my team at Platinum Wealth Management, want to meet you where you are, whether you're starting out, starting over, or have been investing for years. Reach out to us at PlatinumWealth.net or call us at 775-717-0001. We'd be honored to help. And just imagine how proud she'd be of you in this moment. It, it would just blow her mind. And we were very close, so it, it would definitely blow her mind. I feel you on that. My, I wish my grandma was able to see, and my grandpa was able to see kind of what I've been able to accomplish and, you know, really trying to help people and, and kind of going back to that heart-centric place that, that you and I talk through as well. Like when you're doing the things for the right reasons and your heart is so in it, like that's just it's amazing. And people feel that they can feel that I love what I do, that I love helping. I do a lot for free. I give a lot away. I give a lot away. And people ask me sometimes, well, how much does this cost? And I'm like, it's free. I'm, I'm not trying to charge you anything. Cause like we discussed, I just believe it will come back to me and it may not even come back as money. You know, I don't, I don't, it's not my responsibility. Like, I feel like spiritually, it's not my responsibility to be concerned with how it comes back. I just know that it it's like a circular thing. Um, and it, come, it, it comes back. And I'm just so blessed in so many ways. With, you know, the whole, hey, free. Free is a gift, right? Like, I mean, you're giving that gift of time or education, or for me, like giving the gift of financial literacy. If I, you know, had to cut my teeth and learn to be able to help my grandma, I want to be able to help others and share that messaging. And do we charge for that? No, like we do all kinds of financial literacy, you know, things and classes and workshops. And 
uh, same. If it comes back, fantastic. If you want to work with us, fantastic. And if you don't, that is totally okay because at least we, you know, did a drop in the big ocean and those waves will go out and they'll help you along in your journey. And those waves, um, they come back in whatever form and that's, that's okay. But that's, I feel like the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. It's a ripple effect. It's a, it's totally a ripple effect. And I don't have any like qualms or mind drama around doing what I do. Like I, I advise lots of my peers to give it away, you know, and, and most of the time, not most of the time, but a lot of the time, the people want to work with you. You don't even have to ask them. Like I've done free calls and while we're doing the call, they'll, they'll just say, how can I work with you? Or tell me about what you do. I wasn't even on the call for that reason. So I don't think we have to worry about it at all. When I tell people they think I'm crazy and I'm like, I just... I just believe it leads it leads to a, almost like a pot of gold and not in a money way, but like at the end of the rainbow, it's just like I've made so many amazing relationships with people that way and connected to so, I, I love what I do so much. I like share it with everybody. Sometimes they get tired of hearing it, but <laughs> I'm like I'm like the born encourager. Like I... I love encouraging people. I love trying to help them better themselves and in their situation. I love helping people believe in themselves. Um, I, I can't, I mean, I think it's a quality I was born with. I can't, like, I can't even say, oh, it's intentional. I tried to be like this. It's just part of who I am in my soul. And imagine how amazing the world will be as others are, you know, trying to lift one another along the way. And if we're lifting others, they're lifting others, right? And it's this whole beautiful chain. I've used the word beautiful a lot today, but it's this whole fantastic chain that goes around the world and circles many, many times of folks lifting each other and trying to really make an impact and help one another, one another along the way. Yeah, that's what life is about to me. And I literally, my goal is to live as an example of what's possible. And that's why I'm open with my story. Like there's no shame, no embarrassment, nothing. There's pride because there's other people that are suffering and they're afraid for people to know. But I want to give people permission to get help, you know, seek help and be more open um, because there, there are people out there that care and want to help. That transition into our next topic of financial infidelities. So a big, big word, right? A scary word to a lot of people that they want to hide in a closet. But if we can share a financial infidelity, you know, that we've experienced or witnessed, others can learn from that. And that's, I think the power behind it is really having those conversations and sharing. So what's a financial infidelity or a couple that you're open to sharing that others could learn from? The biggest financial infidelity came from a marital infidelity. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I've been divorced for like 18 years now. I was, we were together 24, married 20, um, but I've been divorced for like 18 years. But my ex-husband, it, it's just so interesting. He treated me and my daughter like a queen and a princess. I cannot, like I always say he's a good person and made a big mistake. But I found out he was having an affair 
And not only was he having an affair, but the woman was living in one of our rental properties and he was paying her bills through his company. I mean, it was a lot of like stuff. He like, I was raised that your husband's the head of the household. He made a lot of money. He managed the money. I, I mean, he gave me whatever I needed. I had, I didn't even, it, it didn't even occur to me to like check behind anything he was spending. And um, he was spending money on her. Later, I found out he played, paid for her to have plastic surgery. Um, oh yeah, it, it, it was devastating and crazy. Um, so that's, that, that was a big infidelity. Um, and the other piece, it was around him too, because his business ended up going under and they had like big construction bonds. And um, we had to file for bankruptcy. That was another thing because to hold on to our house, our house was um, put up for the bond. And so in order for us to keep our house, we had to file for bankruptcy. And all, it's interesting because I do a lot of work around healing my money, like money story, money work. Um, and I realized maybe about three or well, maybe about six months ago, I had kept telling myself that I was bad with money. And it just, I came to the realization, I'm like, I wasn't even in charge of the money like i didn't that that bankruptcy had to do with his company not me personally being bad with money for all those years i had taken that embarrassment with me um and actually i found a mentor who was very open about her bankruptcy and how now she's made i don't know like i think in a year like a half a million dollars in her business um, as a single woman and a coach. Um, and I think people need to be more open about it because rich people file bankruptcy all the time. Companies file bankruptcy. I don't care which, what, what, whether it's seven or thir chapter seven or 13 or whatever, but I, I, that was an infidelity too because I didn't realize when I was signing papers, you know, I just let my ex-husband take care of everything. And I say back then I was very naive and I kind of joke saying I lived in Gail's happy little world. Like I was well taken care of and I let the man handle everything. Um, and, that, and that's why I'm, I want to help women too, because I would hate to see another woman go through. And actually I've met other women that have gone through what I've been through. So I felt so alone at the time you know, to me, sharing it is a gift to someone else. It's not an embarrassment to me anymore. It's a gift because I wish that I hadn't felt so alone, you know, when that happened. But that's yeah. when I divorced him because I just have boundaries. And um, when I, when I, when everything was uncovered, it's like everything was uncovered at one time. Um, and so that, that's a pretty big infidelity financially. Yeah. Thank you for being, you know, raw and sharing that. And the hope is, you know, if someone's listening, they know that they're not alone in that journey and they know that there's, there's hope and moving forward and what things look like later on. Totally. Totally. If, like, if somebody had told me that I would be where I am today as a single woman, you know, I bought another house and 
Like I used to think I couldn't do these things without having another income or having a husband. And, you know, the pride of going and buying the car and going by the house and taking care of everything. And I've been in my house for 10 years now. Um, it's a lot of pride with that. It's a lot of pride because like I said, I'm older. I was born in a different time where I just I just found out a couple of years ago, women couldn't even have credit cards till 1974. I graduated from high school in 1974. So it just, it I didn't even know, I wasn't even aware at that time. I wasn't trying to get a credit card, like credit cards. We didn't even, like there was no talk about credit cards back then. Um, so I just have a lot of pride about all the things that I've overcome. So as we start to kind of wrap the conversation, I always like to ask, what are tips and or tricks that you use to utilize money differently in your own household? There's a few. So I look at my numbers um, at the bank on the bank on my app every day. Like I, I know a lot of people are afraid to look at it. Um, but I look at it every day so I can have that awareness. Um, and then the other thing that's totally different that I do is I never knew anything about manifestation. And I know people have different thoughts about manifestation. But to me, manifestation means having a desire and going after that desire and creating a certain result in your life. I used to think that I had to depend on my job to tell me how much I can make. Well, now I realize I get to decide. It doesn't mean that I'm going to make what I decide every year, but I think way bigger than I ever thought when I had a job. And so when you're thinking of the intention of making more money, the money starts to come. And I had never really looked at it in that way. And so I'm always looking at it in that way. And actually one of my friends brought this to my attention. I didn't even realize I was doing this. I would spend spend like a say a larger amount of money, like I paid for a mastermind or something. And I would just say, I'll, I'll make my money back. Like I just, it was like something I assumed. I never used to think that way about money. And And the other thing is like, I just, be of service and I know the money's coming, which I, these are all beliefs that I have after, you know, learning so much in the past. It'll be three years that I've had my business in, in uh, June. I, I would say the past four or five years, I just like really started understanding. I knew about the law of attraction. I knew about creating results, but I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. Um, and now I'm like very intentional about deciding what I want and going for what I want and what I want to see. And 90% of the time it happens. Always live by the, the, just the one sentence, what you think about, you bring about. Totally, totally, totally. It, it seems simple. And sometimes I think people dismiss it. Like they don't realize the power that that sentence has. There's a lot of power in it. There's a lot of power in it. Um, and I think people underestimate it. So um, yeah, it's time for women to start thinking bigger so they can bring about bigger things. And knowing that they have a seat at the table, right? Like 
you have a seat at the table. You are worthy. I, I share that in the financial world all the time, no matter where you're at, if you're starting out, starting over, or, you know, have been doing it for a long time and have millions on the sidelines, everyone deserves a seat at the table. Totally, totally. Well, thank you so much for making time to chat today. Thank you for inviting me. It's really fun. And hopefully those of you watching and or listening will join us our next Platinum Talks Wealth podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Platinum Talks Wealth, please subscribe and share. For more information about Jennifer Rogers Markwell or Platinum Wealth Management, please visit www.platinumwealth.net. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA and SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. The guest speakers and their companies are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial or Platinum Wealth Management. 